Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happy Healthy Human Radio. I'm your host, Samantha Attar, joining you from the beautiful Washington, D.C. I'm an Ayurvedic coach, yoga instructor, and doula, sharing with you all of the things I am learning about and teaching about in my everyday life so that we can all find just a bit more balance, bliss, and confidence. I so appreciate you being here, and if you do enjoy this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you share it with a friend who might also enjoy. You can also subscribe and rate and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. For easy access to all the links and references in this podcast, you can subscribe to my newsletter at spirocollective.com. It comes out every Sunday and has all of the links that you find here in the podcast version. So today, this week, we are talking about my 3 a.m. realization that changed my mindfulness practice our new live stream yoga schedule that's changing up this week, September 1st. What is the difference between my various class offerings? Black breastfeeding week and the momnibus bill, uh, the maternal uh, health momnibus bill. A yin yoga practice to focus your attention through stillness and a delightful playlist, if I do say so myself. So let's dive in. So um, this is the realization that changed my mindfulness game. So this was a few weeks ago. I was standing over my son's crib around 2 or 3 a.m. I was rubbing his little belly and really hoping that he would actually fall asleep and stay asleep so that I could go to bed again. I was pretty tired and my brain kept flitting and flying around to all these different topics. How much I wanted to sleep, what I had planned to do the next day, a book I was reading, conversations I was having. I was there physically with my son, but mentally I was somewhere completely different. And suddenly this phrase came to me, which was, stay in the room. Stay in the room. right? Because I was getting a little worked up of, of wanting to be somewhere else. So this, this thought of stay in the room came to me. And I think we've all probably heard this call to be present in a yoga class or in a guided meditation. And we know that dwelling on the past or anticipating the future leads to stress and anxiety. But I'll be honest that I often think about presence as something to do in time, but not something to do in space. It's really easy for my brain to fly to what other people are doing or where I would rather be instead of staying in the room. And it's so fascinating how I find my mind wandering to another space even when I'm actually somewhere I want to be. So it's not just in the bad situations that my brain tends to fly. Sometimes I'm really happy where I am. I'm, I'm excited to be where I am and who I'm with, and yet my brain still starts to go to other places. But presence in space matters just as much as presence in time. And with the call to stay in the room, I remember just how important it is to be here in the same way it's important to be now. Stay in the room has proved to be a very potent phrase to focus my attention these last few weeks. I use it when I, when I see myself wandering. And I wanted to share a few more of the tools and phrases that I'll use in the moment when my mind is about to wander around or has been wandering around. Because stay in the room works really well, but I have a few others that I call upon pretty often. So one of the phrases that I use often is be here now. Be here now, be here now, be here now. This phrase was popularized by Ram Das in his book from the late 60s, and it still holds up. It still is pretty wonderful. I also find that if I slow down the wording of the phrase, and if I instead think be, like with a period at the end, here, period, now, period, it becomes that much more 
potent and, and powerful, right? Remembering the here and the now. Here's another one. This is a Sanskrit phrase. It's so hum. And what you do is as you breathe in, you want to imagine the breath traveling from about nine inches outside your nose. And that breath on the inhale travels right to the center of the brain, right to the center of the skull. The exhale will release from that same spot in the center of the brain to come out about nine inches in front of the nose. And I'd like you to notice the noise that the breath makes as you do this. Um, can you hear a little so on the inhale and a little hum on the exhale? And you're not trying to physically make any of these noises, but you can envision, imagine, um, say in your brain, this so on the inhale up to the center of the skull, this hum on the exhale back out. Really wonderful for focusing your mind. Soft belly. So this is a phrase that comes from Dr. James Gordon, who specializes in counseling and supporting people with PTSD. It's a powerful book called The Transformation. I really love it. And he uses um, this phrase, soft belly, um, to remind us to stay with the breath. And what he invites you to do is to inhale through the nose, feel the belly filling up with air. Say to yourself, okay, soft, right? Because you get soft, soft, soft all through the belly. And you exhale through the mouth to feel the belly relax as it deflates, saying to yourself, belly. So we keep this focal point right on the center of the body. So the inhale for soft, out through the mouth for belly. You can repeat that as many times as you like. And I, I like that um, sometimes that works nicely. If stay in the room isn't really working, if, if I need something that really physically ties to the body, soft belly works very nicely for that. Last, oh no, not lastly, two more. One more is five, four, three, two, one. So what you do here is you name five things that you can see around you. You name four things that you can touch. Then you find three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. Right, so you're directing your attention in turn to all of the five senses and it is really powerful for truly putting you in your body and in the room around you. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Okay, what are the five things I see? Four things I can touch. Okay, I can feel, right, the, the, the back of my chair, the base of my chair, my foot on the ground, my hand on my thigh, right? Like it can actually take some time to, to find these things. So really powerful practice, five, four, three, two, one. Lastly, is a mudra. Mudras are hand shapes. I absolutely love them. They're hand shapes that help you direct energy. It's like yoga for your hands. And dhyani mudra is a gesture of contemplation, but also of connection. So to do this mudra, you lay your dominant hand on the top of your non-dominant hand. So if you're right-handed, the back of your right hand would rest on the palm of your left hand. If you're left-handed, the back of your left hand rests on the palm of your right hand. Then once you have palm on top of palm, and so my fingertips are pointing in opposite directions, my thumbs will come together. And you can kind of curl the hands around so you feel like you have like this almost little bowl with your palm and your fingers, and then your thumbs are at the top of the bowl connected. You just lay the back of the hand um, onto the lap here, or you can hold it at your low belly, and breathe. Imagine that you're filling the bowl, the bowl of your hands with your breath. So again, these touch points of the thumbs together, the palms together, they can act to really help concentration. And, and it really brings some beautiful connection into the body as you breathe. 
So these are some of my favorite techniques that I use to help me stay in the room. I invite you to take a few minutes to try out these techniques and see which feel most natural or grounding to you. You might even commit to practicing one of them every day. And by practicing it every day, it means that when you actually need it, just if you need that reminder to stay in the room because things are not feeling so good, you can actually use that technique. Sometimes we need to practice the technique even when we don't need it so that we can find it when we do need it. From here, let's move on to the live stream yoga schedule for this upcoming week. We have some big, big changes up ahead. Starting Tuesday, September 1st, our intermediate vinyasa class is now at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a 60-minute class. And we have a Thursday 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. class. So instead of it being at 5 p.m. Eastern, they're now at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. So hopefully you can make it after work. I would love to see you in class. I'm also adding a new class on Fridays. It's going to be called All Levels Alignment. It's 12 to 12.45 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's a little bit of a shorter class and where we really focus in on alignment and breath. So it's a slower class. It's perfect if you are new to yoga. Saturday, I have prenatal yoga, 1.30 to 2.45 p.m. Love to see you there. It's a class that's safe for all levels of pregnancy, all levels of experience with yoga. We are not doing anything intense. We are doing movements that really specifically address the symptoms, the physical symptoms of pregnancy, labor preparation, as well as how to mentally balance. Lastly, on Sundays, we have yin yoga from 8 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. A really delightful class to hold seated postures for three to five minutes and to breathe and to start to connect, to stretch through the connective tissue, the fascia of the body. Um, it helps rehydrate uh, these, these deeper parts of the body and, and can be powerful for helping ease aches and pains. All of these classes you can register for at spirocollective.com, S-P-I-R-O collective.com. And there's all of the descriptions of the classes there as well. I also put up a short video recently on Instagram. If you go to instagram.com slash spirocollective, you can see the Instagram TV video that I made. It's about five minutes that explains the different class offerings and can help you decide which class is right for you given your level and what it is you need and want from your yoga practice on that day. If you are super new to yoga or have something really specific that you want to learn and explore, I highly recommend a private yoga session. In these sessions, we use movement, breath, meditation, and other yogic practices to specifically address the symptoms that you're feeling and your goals. Sometimes in these sessions, we spend 60 minutes talking. Sometimes we spend 60 minutes breathing. Sometimes we spend 60 minutes moving. Um, they are completely personalized to you, your body, and your day. It's pretty powerful and pretty cool. I have a package available on my Patreon where you can get a monthly private yoga session with me, plus access to my entire on-demand yoga library and to my monthly two-hour yoga master classes. Um, they all come in this beautiful package for $111. So it's a very good deal. It's a, a discounted deal to have this monthly check-in. You also get a recording of our session, so you can go back and practice with it and use it throughout the month. And I also share resources after our practice that relate to what we did together. 
So if you are interested in seeing what private yoga could be like, if you're curious about it, if you want to learn more, you can go to patreon.com slash spirocollective, that's S-P-I-R-O, to learn about that package or send me a message. You can go to spirocollective.com. There's a contact me page or again on Instagram, feel free to direct message me. I always do a free consultation um, for 30 minutes if you want to learn about what private yoga could be doing for you and if it is right for you. Speaking of yoga practices, I did just upload a new, three new practices to my uh, on-demand library on Patreon, one of which is a yin yoga practice, and it's all about refocusing through stillness. So talk about staying with the body. You know, I find that yoga, yin yoga particularly, helps us find, be steadfast and focus on our goals. You know, by holding these shapes for a few minutes at a time, we have to make a commitment, right? And so this practice um, is really focused on the hips. We open the hips in all directions, forward, back, inner, and outer, and, and find through the stillness of our shapes how to focus in and be steadfast in those goals. Again, you can find that over on patreon.com slash spirocollective, $6 a month to get access to my on-demand library. Thank you for considering and for your support. Next up, let's talk about taking action. Uh, this past week was Black Breastfeeding Week, a week to celebrate and encourage breastfeeding among black women. If you are not aware, the maternal and infant mortality rate in the U.S. is two to three times higher for black women and babies compared to white women and babies. It is estimated that the infant mortality rate in black women could be reduced by 50% if there were higher breastfeeding rates among black women. You can learn more about all the causes and disparities in health for black women and babies, um, again, also as it relates to breastfeeding, through a link that I put in the show notes. But this week, I would really love it if you could take 30 seconds to sign an open letter that's in support of the Black Maternal Health Momnibus Bill. It's HR 6142 or S3424. This is a bill in Congress that encourages, and I quote, investments in social determinants of health community-based organizations, the growth and diversification of the perinatal workforce, improvements in data collection and quality measures, digital tools like telehealth and innovative payment models. There are many things that um, we have overlooked in our medical care system, one of which is actually sharing statistics on race as it relates to maternal and infant mortality. And this is important because when we actually have the data that says, oh my gosh, the maternal and infant mortality rate is three times higher, or in some parts, in some hospitals, for example, in the Bronx, it's 12 times higher um, in black women than white women, then that gives us the information we need to push for policy change. So requiring some of those statistics is pretty huge. Diversification of um, the workforce, whether it's nurses and OBGYNs. Uh, it, I don't have the exact statistics, but there was a study recently that showed that Black women who were cared for by black medical care providers in pregnancy and birth had a lower mortality rate than those that were cared for by white um, doctors, which is crazy and interesting and important to know. So you can sign this open letter to support the Black Maternal Health Momnibus Bill, and I have a link to that in the show notes, or send an email to your representative and tell them that you support this bill. It is powerful, important, and something we really need to to be aware of. Thank you for doing that. Takes the two links in my show notes 
will take you less than a minute to do both of those actions. Last up, always love to share this week's favorite. I have a yoga playlist this week called Stay in the Room. It relates very much to our theme. I quite enjoy it. There's some great presencing music on this playlist. You can head over to Spotify, follow me at Samantha Tard, and find Stay in the Room there. Or again, check the link in the show notes. I so appreciate you all listening to this podcast. That is another week. If you have any questions, thoughts, reflections to share with me, please do head over to Instagram. I'm at Spiro Collective or spirocollective.com slash contact. I would love to see you in a yoga practice or master class or showing up for a consultation soon. Please consider signing on up and let me know if you have any questions about anything you've heard here today. I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful, safe, and healthy week. Keep those masks, keep socially distancing, and take care of yourself. Have a great week.